a listener production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! Oh, he's Footy Talk Journos edition, Michael Chamis. Chamois, what's oh, happening? There's some feathers being ruffled at the Bulldogs, mate. Uh, mm. Gus is not happy. He sent out a tweet again. Danny Wildler. Didn't know Bulldogs had feathers, but that's okay. Uh, I think we're talking <laughs> about Nathan Cleary and Taylor Swift. <laughs> okay, here we go. Oh, riveting. Footy Talk Journos edition, Michael Chamis. Great to be back in the same room as you. How are you? Adam Peacock, fantastic, mate. Unreal. To it. Phones out. Everyone's got their phones out. Danny Widler, welcome back. You had the week off last week. Adam, great to be back. Uh, so have you sobered up since the Melbourne Cup or no, whatever? No. I've said it on another podcast as well that I thought rugby league or cricketers or whatever sport AFL footy players could drink until I saw jockeys go at it. <laughs> My goodness. Saturday night. <laughs> I saw some human beings. It was as if the substance of alcohol went straight through them out the other side and they didn't get affected and they could just charge all night. They, <laughs> they are magnificent athletes. Now, I know you don't have a big opinion of me anyway as a human being, but you know I forgot the Melbourne Cup was on? Yeah. I, I did not. I just totally – I was moving house and I I sort of went, oh, well, that was today, wasn't it? Well, I was disappointed because a lot of the media types were actually in Peter Volandi's box. On, at the big dance. At oh, the big dance. Well, I don't, I'm not a racing guy like you. I don't watch the Melbourne Cup. i got no interest. But I've Felt as though, you know, probably should go out there. And mm. it was a good day out. We had a good time. Oh, you were there? Up. Yeah, I went. Yeah. I was Suit. looking for you. I was speaking to everyone out there. As you know? if he'd be there. He'd be in bed by four o'clock. Well, he got invited by Peter Volandis and it, it, it speaks volumes of the kind of person he is that he turned him down. Noted. Danny, just quickly, in 12 months' time, the, the big rumour around Melbourne is that Channel 9 are getting the rights for the Melbourne Cup next year. So mm. you will be contractually obliged to care about I'll the I'll Melbourne care Cup. for that day. I actually had this conversation at the – after one of the races, because as I said, I'm not a racing guy, so I watched the, the big dance, and I think it was 1,600 metres, and I watched them go around, and I was actually talking to people there. If I ran the other direction, yeah. could I beat them back? What are you talking about? I, could I beat the horses back? Can we, can we start this again? I think I think it'll be great. Okay, maybe not me. Let's get Why does that go through your head? Adam, you've well, got connections in the race. racing world. Can you yeah. make this happen? Well, yeah. Maybe yeah. get Josh out of a car. Flight. If they ran the other direction, how many metres? Is it 2,000 metres of track? Randwick is about 21, 22, yeah. Ooh, yeah the okay. 2,000 metres is Hang on. on the You want to race side. Josh Addo car? No, no, no. I want Josh Addo car to run the opposite direction of the horses and see who gets to the finish line where, first. And where are you running? Well, I was trying to convince people that I would beat the horses back. <laughs> It'd be like a seagull hitting a car. Well, they ran. When, the, when human meets or You have to actually <laughs> yeah, run at the horse. Right? Out and find the gap. Can you well, they ran it in a minute 39. Minute 39. Can I, can I do 400 in a minute 39? I reckon Peter Volandis by the end of the day wanted it to I happen. I went up to Peter Volandis. <laughs> instead of being in a podcast and ringing him with my idea, I went up to him. I called him into the group. I said, Peter, I have an idea for you. Do you <laughs> think yeah. I could did, be... he, did he react in the way yeah. he reacts to all your other he ideas? Actually said, he said, like I said to you before, I don't back liabilities. I only back assets and I'm not backing you. That would be a liability. Call him that the liability from now on. Ah, uh, dear. Uh, I hope the yeah, all the good. house move went yeah, well. You know how fun it is. You know how good, how nice castles are to move into. <laughs> we got a round one draw officially, gentlemen. As opposed to last week when it was unofficial, but it was put out there, and a few club execs got their uh, knickers in a knot, and some TV execs. I'm led to believe as well. So it's official that the we knew it was going to start in Vegas. So it's Manly Souths in Vegas, quickly followed by Roosters Bronx, and that'll be here in Australia Saturday Arvo time, will it, or Sunday Arvo Sunday time? Arvo Sunday Arvo time. Yeah. There's the double header, And then a week later it starts 
with uh, Newcastle and Canberra, and this is the one that stirred everyone up because apparently it's all Chammy's fault. No, this is another. This is another Chammy production. The liability. No, you you <laughs> broke this story. Good story, and you've caused all sorts of drama. Is that right? Well, <laughs> he's speechless. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I'm just doing my job, Danny. Yeah, yeah it's good. It's the fair. I just look. To be honest with you, when I was young, I remember when the first, you know, when round one would get leaked to the papers. I'd love it. Like you just look forward to see, seeing who your team is playing that next year. And I, who's your team playing? My team. Which one are you asking me about? I've got many teams these days. Dragons? The Dragons. The Dragons. Uh, first I was going to say, no, the, the Tigers Titans. have the bye. <laughs> <laughs> the Dragons might have the bye, don't they? The Dragons play the Tigers. Oh, don't say that about Dennis He's got Hazard. two teams. He's got the one he followed since he was a kid, and he's got the one that's keeping him gamefully employed but right now fair, in the Tigers. I, so. I said this the other day. I actually <laughs> find myself supporting the people that I get along with in the game. Do you find that as well? I, I watch um, games with more interest when I have closer relationships with people involved. Yeah. So like, you, for instance, when so Benji the, was playing, yeah. I wanted to watch – Every game he played. When Jonathan Thurston was playing, I didn't love the Cowboys, but I loved the way he played. So I wanted to watch his But also games. when you're close to someone, I imagine like when you moved house last week, the Bulldogs pom-poms went with you to the new house, right? So I reckon when Sonny Bill was playing, I reckon oh, he had the Roosters yeah. pom-poms and, and his Toulon pom-poms. And- <laughs> I've actually got, I was telling <laughs> Toulon, Channel before, in my, something. in my move I found a, a few items and one of them is a signed Toulon jersey with Sonny Bill. Oh, there you go. Yeah, which, is, which I might have to put up. <laughs> Love somewhere. you, Danny. Thank you for the extra zeros on my contract. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the draw, guys, it's a tricky one for for the NRL. It's a tricky one because you've got two broadcasters to appease in Fox and Channel Nine, so the free to wear and the subscription TV arm. You've got clubs who are all clamouring for that right time slot. They not a big fan of the early Friday. They want certain clubs like North Queensland like a Saturday Arvo, Saturday night, because it gives their fans a chance to drive from far and wide. But a manly might be different. They might like the Sunday Arvo to fill their stand. So it's it's all these things like playing a game of Tetris, trying to line it all up and make it all fit into a nice little picture. But who out of the wash up was the most annoyed about this draw coming well, out. Not so much the draw coming out early. That happens. But to the point, you like, there's like, so many different pieces that go into it, right? Mm. And that's what I tried to do. I, a lot of some of the clubs knew what they were, knew who they had round one. Some of them knew they were at home. Some knew they were away. And if you look at the draw, you go through the A League draw. I saw the Wanderers were at home on a Friday, which meant the Wanderers, could, uh, the Eels couldn't be there. Then if you start ringing stadiums and you work out who's got stadiums booked for what dates, so I knew Newcastle they couldn't be playing at home. Later in that weekend, it had to be early in the week if they were home because there were monster trucks on at Newcastle that weekend. So there's a whole different elements to, to the draw. And then when you start to piece it together, you work out who's playing who. And in the end, as you asked, the Knights Raiders was the one that probably – I wrote that nine were disappointed with that. From what I understand, they weren't consulted about the draw and they got Knights Raiders on that Thursday night to open the season in Australia, obviously the two games in mm-hmm. Vegas the week before. And they aren't traditionally two, two big draw cards – in numbers. In numbers, what? Yeah, I, numbers would, I would argue, though, that if you can't promote Kalen Ponga opening your season, presuming he's playing, and I know it's difficult sometimes putting all the promotion in one player because they might ping a hammy the week before, but I would want to watch opening round because Kalen Ponga's playing. So I make guess, it about I that. Guess there are two issues with that, particularly in New South Wales. I love watching Kalen play. First of all, it's Newcastle, like for Sydney audience, mm. I guess it's not as big. Secondly, he's a Queenslander. And mm. whether you like it or not, the Queensland players probably aren't as well-loved or as popular in New South Wales. That's the only issues in banking your whole Sydney promotion oh, I don't even think it's that. the Newcastle. I mean, with all due respect to the Raiders, and they, they know, know it as well, I don't think the Raiders are a huge draw card. I think the Knights have actually rated well over the years. And as mm. you said, Caelan Ponga is a massive draw card. I think you could 
promote the game off Kalen. Well, th- Canberra aren't. Like, remember, Don Ferner, he's always blowing up about not getting Channel 9 games. Oh, like, well, he's, 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 he's doing a media conference there. today, I think. Is he? Don, yeah, I believe so. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Big smile on his face today. He's, <laughs> got, he's got the opener <laughs> yeah. on Australian soil. Well, it, but even clubs, right, when, when the story blew up, there were other clubs who were fearing that they were going to be moved from Saturday or a sa- Saturday or a different time slot to that Thursday night. And they were blowing up saying, what's going to happen now? We don't want to move to Thursday night because reality is school night, kids can't get to the game, they're not a big crowd. And it'll cost the club somewhat, somewhere in the vicinity of two to $300,000. Moving a game, let's say Parramatta, if they were forced to move mm. from Saturday 5.30, daylight savings, hopefully nice weather, first time, first game of the year in March, you could have 30000 sellout for a the game against their arch rivals, the Bulldogs, you move it to a Thursday night, they probably only get 16,000, 17,000. That's a game that I think the broadcasters wanted. Parramatta Canterbury, right? That would be the one, yeah. That, that's, to, I mean, Crichton's I know it's first be, game for the Dogs. Yeah. A whole bunch of signings. Oh, well, there's 10 new signings. The yeah. So now it's a 5.30 Saturday game, which is only on Fox. Which is on Fox. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think there's a little bit of tension there as well between the broadcasters. Well, one one side of the broadcast partnership. Uh, Take it back as to why. I mean, there's, there's, there's an issue... I know it's topic two on our run sheet, but the free-to-air freeze-out, you know. That's yeah, for, it goes back open, to Vegas. So Vegas, Vegas, only one of the games is on a… So originally, um, I think the idea was for both games to be broadcast by both Nine and Fox. Mm. It's a double header. But I think Fox have that right on a Sunday afternoon to have the double… Sunday it, ticket. Or is it, is it what it's called, t- Sunday ticket? Mm. Was it a triple header or is it a double? No, double. Yeah, double. double. So they figured that… The NRL said, well, that's your right. Nine weren't thrilled by all that because I, as far as I can remember, and I, I wrote about this weeks ago, not my time covering it, I guess, in, the, in my memory as well, the opening game of the year of the season has always been on free-to-air. Yeah. This yep. is, I think this is a first where you can only see the Manly-Souths game on pay TV. So the thing is that Nine – and originally it was going to be the Broncos Roosters game, the first game. The that's first right. First game. So nine had a nine said, "Well, if you're going to do that, we w- the the more appealing game for us is Broncos Roosters simply because it covers two Queens states." New South Wales. Yeah. 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 Uh, take my nine hat off for a second. I can understand. Let's see you do it. Yep. I don't want to take my hat off. My nine hat off. Or oh, he's got hat hair, so okay. he doesn't <laughs> want to do <laughs> <Not> that. <problem. laughs> so if you look back, if you look at what nine's been, uh, sorry, the NRL's been able to do with News Corp, I can understand their desire to satisfy News Corp. They are the majority shareholder in the game. They put the most money into the broadcast and that's been said to me from people within the NRL that they're, whether we like it or not, their priority is to appease Fox more than it is nine because they put more than double the money or around double the money. The other part of this is the NRL has been able to, to land a significant deal with News Corp back in America and that is to get the game played on Fox Sports 1, which is a prime channel over in the U.S., to 60, 70 million people in the US. Potentially. Potentially. Potentially yeah. In, AFL in on that prime channel? time on Saturday night. Mm. And it's normally on, I think it's on like a Fox soccer channel, which obviously doesn't get a lot of love mm. over in the US. For them, for the NRL to get that, I think there was a compromise there saying, well, if we're going to give you that slot in America, you need to do us a favour in Australia and give us both games. I mean, they're protected by the fact that the contract does state that Sunday Arvo games, that's so, the yeah. split. Yeah. Now, the question is, the contract was obviously done before this was even thought of. Yeah. And it's midstream that they've then gone, oh, by the way, we're going to do this now. So and I don't nine, know where it let, rests in a legal sense. Well, nine gets a, an extra game in round one when you total it up because they're getting three games in the the, the Australian opening, you know, rather than the Vegas opening. They get one there and three in the next round. So I guess that's some sort of trade-off. Mm. But 
to me, it feels like it feels like there should be both games on free to air coming out of Vegas. But I understand why it's not. Mm. I understand why. Well, I don't think it's going to change. No, it's, it's not, not going to change. And I think the key was what you announced. pointed on about um, what's going with America as well. Do we know if the Sioux fights are going to? I heard it's there going to be an Australia talk, v America or a boxing thing There was talk Friday it. night before the Saturday night games in America there would be a fight. And Tim Zoo was looking. They were looking at that day. I'm not sure if it's. You have to find out whether it's actually. You've got a head for boxing. Yeah. I don't know. You've done a bit more than. Um, my mate of mine who lives in Vegas uh, texted me just before and he said that you got uh, mates in Vegas. He said he's he got, got married in Vegas. He's got he's mates in Vegas. Said, you love Vegas. Are you going? I'm. I'm going. Yeah. Oh great! Yeah. Can't wait to go with you till six pm. Yeah, I should be there. I'm staying on Australian time. Yeah, that's what I know you will be. You're gonna do what? Stay on Australia. So hang on a second. So if you have to do a live, <laughs> no clocks in Vegas. If you actually. have to do a live cross in Vegas, what time is that? Six thirty p.m. I think it's Australian time. Is what late, time in Vegas? Late what, at one thirty in the morning, twelve thirty in the morning. So it's late. You're not going to be able to do it. You're going to be <laughs> calling so me. Can you, saying, do it, can you do it for me? I'll do it for you. Yeah. You can't travel though. I can travel. You and your health concerns better watch out over there because if you even go past oh. the medical center, it's going to cost you about eighty grand. So just make sure your travel yeah. insurance is sorted. Yeah. I, right? I broke a leg skiing in America. What yeah. the hell? When don't you break your leg? Didn't you break your leg on a golf course two, when you fell two under? Two legs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And before they would take me down on the stretcher, they said, sir, can we see your credit card? <laughs> so you had to – What? The, yeah. yeah. They want yeah. the credit card straight it's an up. industry. How much did it cost you? It's not a service. The stretcher ride was like 500 US. <laughs> yeah. You say slide down, um, thanks. What's wrong with you? Well, like, at least I get sick from natural causes. You just hurt yourself like your mate in Vegas. You're about to get to your mate, mate in mate, Vegas. He said that oh, he's yeah. seen um, billboards with um, South players on. He said it looks great. Yeah. Uh, he said that his feeling is he's an Aussie guy mm. and his feeling is that it's starting to get a little bit of momentum and traction and it's it's getting a bit of, a, I don't like this word, but it's getting a bit of a vibe that, you know, it could actually work. So I'm getting more and more optimistic about it. Hopefully it sells okay because how long after Super Bowl is it? A couple of weeks. Three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Three weeks. Okay, okay. that's a, it's yeah, not like weeks. the week after where all the litter from the caravan has just rolled out of town is still on the ground, if you know what I mean. Cause well, Andrew Webster's going over the Sydney Morning Herald, I think, to cover the Super Bowl. So hopefully he <laughs> rolls, out for the, uh, rolls out for the uh, NRL doubleheader as well. What about <laughs> the, the ground's not big enough? Yeah. Yeah, it's not wide smaller. enough. That, doesn't that take away a lot of the attraction of, you know, the attacking play? See how it plays out. They might be able to manufacture. I'm not sure if they can push the stands out right. a little bit because there is NFL field is a lot skinnier than a, a rugby league one. Mm. But whether or not okay. they've got those I've massive sidelines because they got, side got, got, got four hundred. Even when they stretch it out, there is there are they are planning for it to be smaller in yeah. width than. I was than speaking to um, Jason Dimitri about that, and he he actually is looking forward to that challenge of working within a smaller area and still creating points and doing yeah. everything they normally do. So I guess it's a it's a a challenge that coaches are going to have to tackle and players are going to have to tackle. What's going on at the Bulldogs? They can't stay out of ask the, ask like the, the, the ask roster the, management. Has something happened? Ask the mouthpiece. The club captain. Ray, the, oh, this is, wasn't this your story? It was my story, actually. It wasn't this story denied? I don't know. Oh, okay. So has he got told not to rock up for preseason? Is this what's going on? Jamie, what's happened? Look, it goes back months, right? So we reported at the time that Raymond Fatale Mariner had been given permission to look around. I stand by that story. Gus at the time denied that anyone had been given permission to look around. Now, I never said who asked who for permission or who, mm. what happened. But if you look back in time, it was actually Raymond Fatalamarana feeling out of place at that club who asked the Bulldogs if he could look around. The Bulldogs weren't going to stand in, the, in his way. We move on a few months and he gets to the situation where he's told it's best if you don't come to training. Mm. He doesn't come to training. Now, there is a feeling in there, and this might not be popular opinion. I know he's done a lot for the club and he's 
been a loyal servant for a long time. But there is a, an opinion within that club that he is not good for the football team. In what that, sense? That a lot of the things that were festering in the background with unrest amongst the players was being driven by Raymond Fatala Mariner. Now, until we hear from him, we won't know. But, but I can tell you now, the Bulldogs feel that he has been unsettling and have been destabilizing in the background. Yeah, I think, I think you're actually pretty much on the money. Why? Well, what you're saying. No, but why is he being destabilized? Is it because he feels well, he's I don't, out of, I don't know. Out of place I'm not saying all the destabilized. I'm just saying there's an, there is an impression or a, a feeling that it would be better if he wasn't there. Mm. That's if, and that, I think that you said that he has asked for a release. Mm -hmm. I think he may have asked more than once. Mm. Um, but I don't think he has been able to find a an NRL club at this point. Well, I don't think he, I think he asked for permission to look around, which is why originally when I wrote the story, I knew the story was right because I spoke to how a How do you stay at a club if you've asked for permission to look around? I, I don't disagree with you. Who was how, the do, other, how do you stay there? Who was the other day who said that, you know, was there, was there a story they said if you uh, ask your missus to go and see other people, if you can't find someone that you don't like, if you find someone that you like, you come back and you say to your missus, I'm happy to stay with you now. Mm. It's never going to work, is it? Probably not. Probably not. No. So this is not going to work for Raymond Fatala Mariner. So he's going to have to be somewhere else. This is the problem now. And this is why probably Canterbury didn't want it to blow up because when you start to, to, to actually go public with someone wants to release, the first thing that other clubs do is they try and milk and leverage the situation to get a player for less money. They, they, okay, the Bulldogs want to get rid of Ray Fatala Mariner. We're but, not paying him his full money. From, you chip in. He's had a while now to find well, someone. that's the other problem. And this reputation that I'm talking about, and whether or not it's true or not, and, and Raymond will only know this, whether it is true or not, it doesn't matter. People in rugby league talk, and you get a reputation as being a kind of person that you are, that people think you are, it's hard to find a club, which is the reason why when that whole stuff surfaced around uh, Ryan Madison and the Eels may have been looking to get rid of him, there aren't clubs who are interested because reputation in the game, it doesn't take long to spread around. And unfortunately for guys like for Ryan Madison and, and, and Raymond Fatale Marino in this situation – the clubs aren't lining up for them. And then you go and do what you did on the weekend when we see the picture in the, in the, Daily, Te the Daily Telegraph of Raymond Fatale and, Fatale and Mariner and his manager, Ernesto, meeting with Phil Gould at Canterbury Leagues. And then Gus tries to humiliate them by going on Twitter and saying, we've looked at the CCTV footage. We know that this cameraman is actually a professional photographer. And the story that surfaced in the Telegraph, interestingly, didn't, have an, didn't even have a name on it. Why is that? Well, I, I imagine they were a bit fearful of the repercussions of that story. What do you mean repercussions? Well, the big man, your man, he likes to fire up, doesn't but, he? But so you think someone at the telly? Didn't well, someone's written it. Someone didn't put their name on it because they're worried about what. Have Gus you ever seen an article without their name on it? I thought it was weird. Plenty. Someone's written it, and they'd obviously whatever the secrecy, the reasons for the secrecy was. Clearly, they they were obviously didn't want to put their name to it because when you have a good story, you put your name to it, mm. and that, that's a that's a good story. So it's what's a good the accusation story. that the, the player has hired a photographer to go along and pappen? Not the player, the the manager. I think is the accusation. I, I don't, don't know who's hired the guy. Um, no, it hired, but I think it was a tip-off. But you know what? That was a very quiet area of where they met. Oh, babe, no one's stupid. Obviously, this was set up. It wasn't a guy just walking past taking a photo, was it? I've seen I've seen the image of the photographer. Yeah, as well. CCTV. Oh, you've seen the CCTV. Was it a proper camera or was it a not? I've only, it, I've only seen the was person. it a photo? No, I've only seen the person. I haven't seen him. Snapping oh, okay. the photo. I was going to say, you wouldn't be able to tell what phone it was anyway. You still got a Nokia. Mm. So it's not. Yeah, here I am just sitting here. I'm just getting <laughs> drive by after drive by. I'm supporting I? your club. What are you we'll talking about? Drive by back. My club. <laughs> I'm supporting your club. So reality is, I don't I don't see how Raymond Fatala Mariner I, I, the, and the Bulldogs get to a, a happy resolution here because. The bottom line is that the Bulldogs desperately need him. Do they? they well, they need a player, a big body who can. 
do some damage in the middle. Knowing right Cameron Seraldo the way I do, I don't think Cameron Seraldo, if he, feel, he feels like he's a negative influence on the team, no, but they need, I don't think he cares what he brings to the football know, team. But he wants need, the negative influences out of the team. Chammy, they need a big front rower. Well, they but need, he's not even a free. Can, no, I think whatever, that was one of the complaints. That was one of the complaints that was made that he's not, earlier in the year. That he, why are you wasting though. him in the middle? He's yeah. an edge back, back rower. Right. And if, as captain Have of the club. you seen the size of him? As captain of the club, you should be doing to do what is willing to be done to help the team out. And unfortunately, this situation, it hasn't happened. And they, this, no, and this nonsense okay, now. Maybe, maybe my point is that they need someone like him to succeed because they that is where they're weak. Oh, they've, they've bolstered their roster. I'll tell you what upsets me, though. It irks me. Now we're talking about the RLPA intervening. What the RLPA? You got hate to do the RLPA. Well, they're as relevant as the Easter Bunny at Christmas. What do they? What do they got to do with this well, situation? He's a player who's obviously in a situation that's uncomfortable. What? Being he's not wanted anymore. That happens every day. It's just is getting he, out of is hand. He not wanted, and or think, does he I want out? I think the PR management of this situation by his manager has been pretty embarrassing. But hang on, he's he's within his right. This happens in sports all around the place. When there's some some kind of industrial uh, resolution that or industrial action that maybe the player feels like he can take or he's been hard done by and everything like that, the, the player manager's not going to help him. It's the player union that steps in. It happens in every other sport. So it's If you go down this path, there are going to be th other things that come out, unfortunately. Ooh. There'll be other – well, you think the Bulldogs are going down this path for no reason? Mm. Clearly they're frustrated about a process that's been going on for a number, a number of weeks. Mm. And this is the problem now. It doesn't end well for Ray because you've got other clubs watching the situation thinking we don't want this at our club. And I think that – the opportunity was there for him to go overseas. I think that there were offers to go overseas and didn't take them. Well, you don't blame the guy. You can't be forced overseas if you don't want to go. Mm. But he asked for the releases. Mm. He uh, well, he asked for permission to look around. If you're not happy, you can't blame the club for not wanting you when you come back. No, I, I, I don't like agreeing with you, but I have to agree with you. <laughs> Thank you, King. Back in a sec. Nathan Cleary's on the rundown. Look out. Just before we get to our next topics, I've just noticed, Danny Widler, what's going on there in the bottom uh, row? Crack tooth. Crack tooth. Yeah. Show I, me? Yeah. Yeah? Didn't you notice I've, it? I've, I've got a, I was eating an You're apple. Missing one. Yeah. What? Yes. Yeah. You're getting ready for Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good, actually. That's good. You like that. You Come like back that. with a tattoo on his face. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and it actually hurt, too. Thanks I, for I bet it does. <laughs> Mate, you broke your tooth. Get a haven't gold ever, one. Haven't you ever broken a tooth? You're getting old. Yeah, I have, actually. My front tooth's half. Not Show really. Show me. You can't tell. I've got it fixed. Right. I, I played footy break. as a kid. Br uh, brother tackled me and landed on the edge of the step and cracked it over. That was the end of his career. <laughs> it actually suits you. What? Half but, a tooth? Yeah. Not the gap. The gap in the middle is not oh. a fake missing tooth. Oh. That's unbelievable. Is, isn't, there, isn't there a supermodel <laughs> that is famous for the gap in the tooth? Yeah, yeah. My gap is – that's my thing, all right? Yeah. Okay, I like it. That's how he eats spaghetti. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> I don't have to worry about toothpicks. Everyone says you want a toothpick. No, thanks. <laughs> Flossing, what for? I've gone for the chammy look. Yeah, it looks good, mate. Nathan Cleary, guys. So it looks like this relationship, the power couple of Australian mm. sport with Mary Fowler. Good luck to them. They look happy together. They were over, Nathan went over to watch uh, the Matildas recently. And How good's Nathan looking to? Nathan. Strong. Yes, mm. he is. For a man that's um, not able to run at the it. moment, what about the fact that he's still in a knee brace, which points towards his performance in the grand final being even more remarkable? That yeah, I was incredible. I was, He hurt his knee in the first half. and I still can't get my head around. I was, I was thinking... Yeah, actually, this morning you probably have a good opinion on this. Mm. The Glenn Maxwell innings, yep, versus Nathan Cleary's seventeen minutes in the grand final in terms of individual performances in big moments. <laughs> I I go with Cleary because it was a grand final. Yeah, and it wasn't against Afghanistan. <laughs> against if, Afghanistan. If, but they're not a bad side. They're, they're all right, and they had some spinners there. I mean, they 
they did some stupid shit, um, Afghanistan. They I, dropped him and yeah, yeah. Well, no, they didn't bowl bounces to him. Yeah. He couldn't move his feet. Yeah. Bowl a bouncer at a guy and you can't move your feet. Well, that yeah. becomes an issue. But anyway, it, it was remarkable. But Nathan Cleary in a grand final. I go for that. What too. he did. He, he just took you know over. Glenn Maxwell is champion. I actually want to be a cricket reporter. I played cricket for 20 years. I still play cricket. <laughs> so here's the question. So the Matildas have become like the Taylor Swift of sport. Mm. Because they're they're just massive. You can't and every, say that. People will be up here for the saying that. Mate. Oh well, I just did. Just like people were up Channel Ten for showing vision of Nathan Cleary when Mary Fowler scored a goal. Yeah, that's can't believe people were. Uh, anyway, Had question for you, rugby league <laughs> journalists, is, isn't it? How do you stop yourself from reporting on Nathan's private life, which is his whoa, very whoa, private whoa. life? Well, we going down this path, are we? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so got it, a short memory. Is it relevant? Yeah. Okay. I, I for, I'm our, happy for to, our listeners, I'm happy to say months ago, months ago. Adam Peacock walked into this very room and spoke to Danny Widler and I and said, hey, I just had a mate of mine message me the other day saying, saw Nathan Cleary. Hey, are you giving up our source? Doesn't matter. He's happy to be given up. I spoke to him off air. Mary Fowler and Nathan Cleary having ice cream in Darling Harbour. Hmm. This was before anyone knew anything. Well, not before anyone knew anything because people saw them in well, Darling Harbour. before it was public, right? So after that, I then went and spoke to Penrith who were up in the Gold Coast for uh, an away game. Spoke to the media manager. I rang Nathan, actually. They were training, so he didn't answer. I said to the media manager, listen, I'm pretty sure this is right. Nathan, Mary Fowler, can you find out what's going on? Now, I knew the story was right because I checked from other people, but Nathan at the time did not want it out there. Yeah. And I think to the point where if we wrote it, he was going to deny it. And to be honest with you, I have a relationship with Nathan where I didn't feel that that was a story worth burning Nathan Cleary over. And it's that's the question I want to ask you guys now. The power couple, does that become at well, all relevant for what you guys well, do? Well, maybe now, but back then it was. Because there's nothing to do with what it has. Well, I spoke to, I actually checked with the club before I wrote it. I said, listen, I'm doing this. Oh, so I, this was right. a few that's months right, on. That's right, because I decided to respect Nathan's wishes, but Danny wrote it a couple of days later. Because I checked with the club. I said, listen, this is getting around. We played good cop, bad cop, didn't we? This and it is, wasn't just me. I was getting it from three different people as well. Mm, that, oh, what, what about around. this? And like, mm. I was working on the coverage at the time and I was like, I couldn't think of anything more irrelevant to bring up on the coverage. It's like their business. Yeah, but we're but, rugby league reporters. So but the good different. thing is, and I write a Sunday column. So it's, it's it's Sunday column sort of stuff, right? Yeah, gossip. With, it's without kind of thing. It's and without without going too hard, I put it out there, and I told the club how I was going to do it, and they were fine. They, was, Nate, was Nathan fine? I don't know, but I've seen him since. So. Oh, actually, funny story. But they're happy now. Yeah, well, it's obviously not drama? just a. Yeah. No, at the time he didn't want it out there, and like, fling, I can understand uh, maybe it wasn't going to evolve into what it has. But it's funny, a couple of weeks later, I actually um, I had an interview with Nathan up my sleeve where we spoke about him wanting to be, you what know. What are you, a magician? The greatest you have things of, up your sleeve. Yeah, I did. The greatest of my all time. I, basically, the headline the said, bar, the, I want to be the, the greatest. Hey, I'm talking champion. <laughs> I want to be the greatest of all time. It was a bit of a beat-up headline from the sub at the time. Is this time. you saying that you want to be the greatest? Or no, he Nathan to wanted to be oh. the greatest of all time. And he copped a little bit yeah, a little bit of flack for it. So a week later, I see him out at Penrith. I'd do an interview with him and, uh-oh, my phone rang. Goes, ah. you Guess. I'll give you one guess. <laughs> this segment is brought to you by Bryden's Lawyers. <laughs> is anyway. he blowing up about the fact no, they got no, the buy in the fair, first round? He's calling me back. So we're moving on. So Nathan, I see Nathan out there and I say to Nathan, oh, Nathan does this interview with me and then I walk away and all I hear in the background is him going, nice headline the other day. I turn around and the journos are all laughing. I said, mate, what, it wasn't me. And he said, oh, no, it was actually a good story, but the headline was terrible. I said, well, there you go. That's what you get for lying to me about Mary Fowler. Oh, <laughs> what did he say? He just started laughing and then he walked off. So hey, young love. Good. I'm, I'm happy for them. Yeah. Very happy for them. I think it's them. great. You know, the Clearies actually, their family, full of 
football background. Mm. So all these football people, like especially the the Swifties, the Matildas fans, <laughs> going, oh, I can't believe she's going out with that rugby league heathen and blah, 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 blah. Nathan could have ended up playing football. Ivan, if he didn't choose rugby league, was going to play NSL, A-League of the day. Stu was a big, powerful, Nathan's uncle was a big, powerful striker that no one want, wanted to mess with. Mm. I think he did play NSL. It's all through the family. And Nathan, I think, if it wasn't for the wait for age rules over in Auckland where Ivan was coaching at the time, yeah, he could well have found because he was finding it really difficult to to exist in rugby league because yeah. he was so little. So and even at the World Cup last year, he was going to Manchester. He's a big Manchester United fan. Oh, that's going to be an issue. playing at Old Trafford. Yeah, that's going to be an issue if he goes and because uh, Mary plays for Manchester City for okay. the uninitiated. Yeah, there you, go. you know, there's two teams yeah, in Manchester. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. well done. Uh, so we talk about Taylor Swift, right? Mm. So is 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 Nathan Cleary the Taylor Swift because Travis Kelsey? Well, because you know, there's a there's Tra- a Travis? like there's a relationship going on, isn't there? With the Chiefs player, and yeah. they're cutting to the stands, and Nathan's having been cut <laughs> cut, cut to the stands. Yeah, like that's Tay-tay. one of your best. Nathan Cleary, he, the Tay-Tay of he's a Tay-Tay. Tay-Tay, Tay-Tay Cleary, Cleary. <laughs> he's a Tay-Tay. That's good. That's good. I like where you're going. He'd here. love that. He'd absolutely love that we're talking about this. I'm sure he's listening. Yeah, I'm sure. I love Taylor Swift, by the way. Just put it on the record. Good. Okay. Right. Not okay. a fan. No, I don't mind some of the songs. My kids like them. Seen her in concert three times. I'm three? Oh, well, I haven't been to a concert now. My dog is named Taylor. Well, because it's Taylor Not because of Tubby Taylor. Are you going? I'm, in February? I'm scheduled to go. I've got tickets. However, if I have to go to Vegas, I might have to give my kids an I extra ticket. I don't think you're going to f- struggle in uh, offloading those no, tickets. No, How much did you pay Somehow. for that ticket? Uh, $4.50. And one day I have to sell your house. <laughs> it's unfortunate <laughs> for this guy that's uh, – for the Chiefs player, Kelsey, that's walking around. Everyone's just saying that, oh – there goes Taylor's new album yeah. type thing because she's going to write about him <laughs> the whole time. Well, hopefully it works out for wow, them. Wow, so. that's a negative approach. Oh, it is. From our source over here. He's giving himself a – I can't the believe source. the source has given himself I'm fine up. with it because it's it's happened and, you know, it's, it wasn't just – I can guarantee you it wasn't just me. It was like the talk of everywhere behind the scenes mm-hmm. and in the Women's World Cup. It was just, you know, and that was a time where, you know, the, the Women's World Cup, the, the Matildas were basically quarantined because mm-hmm. they weren't – doing any more press than they needed to, but everyone had this insatiable appetite to, yeah. to learn more about them. I but thought to eat ice cream. I wonder if it was a Buffalo Bill or a <laughs> – anyway. It was after an Adidas promo Bubble show, yeah, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the Adidas go. kids. Um, back to rugby league quickly. Dragons, recruitment, Shane Flanagan. On the rundown here it says Shane Flanagan, aggressive recruitment approach. Aggressive? Well, he seems to be linked – or the Dragons and Flanagan seem to be trying to own every major name that's coming in the market. Right. But getting them? Yeah, but they haven't been aggressive. Well, they've well, they've been aggressive in their public approach. Like we want Joey Manu. <laughs> yeah, but uh, even that Manu. story that was in the Herald, which is you know they want Joey Manu. Fana knew they were never getting Joey Manu. But isn't it, isn't why say it then? Aggressive well, actually landing these players. That's well, I think he's like, being publicly aggressive. They wanted Fanua Blake. It was going to happen to go on the record straight away yeah. saying we want him. So why is he being like that? Do you think why is he, is that to show clubs they're serious about building up? Is that is this part of a tactic? I think, I think there's also a bit of to show the fans that he's here to be a guy who's going to be active in the marketplace mm. and also show the skipper, Ben Hunt, that, hey, mate, we're aiming high here. We, mm. we, we want to build this club into a powerhouse and we're going to try and bring though, the best. Jimmy. They've missed a lot well, of have they, they, they haven't really genuinely gone after. Who have they no, gone like after? I'm talking genuinely. over the last year or so. I feel like they've been linked to a lot of players. Yeah, and but 25 is the year. If they miss out in 25, because Shane Flanagan got appointed midway well, through the year. He's signed Kyle so far. Yes, I think Kyle's his only signing so far. I'll tell you what, though. There's going to be you – you'll be able to judge Shane Flanagan on the way they play next year because Anthony Griffin's reputation wasn't the greatest as a 
as a strategist, as a whatever the word is you want. Basically, I don't strategist. want to be, strategist. Shut up. I can say you strategist. Get, can you help him out again, please, Adam? Oh. Chammy's, you know, this is part of your role. Chammy's on a going battle we, with the English language is can we, full of fire Can still. we get to the point? I, I was trying to dance around it again. You know what I'm saying about Anthony Griffin's coaching. I said it last he, week. He had a simple game plan. Maybe a, a, probably a simpler way of saying it. Yes. If Flano is a Run good hard, coach. kick to the corners, whatever. If Flano is a good coach and just like his man, Ange Postacoglu, who's probably got a – uh, an inferior team to what he had last year and then st- and has actually been able to t- turn Tottenham into a, a pretty decent club, the same should apply to Shane Flanagan. He a, probably hasn't got a... It's a world game podcast all of a sudden. Know, I'm happened. quite happy well, to go Do, do you path. get the point I'm making? I if do. The yes, roster hasn't changed. It's probably inferior compared to last year because you probably lose Junior Ramon um, in that situation. And if he can actually turn that team into a half-decent that's, team... That's the then you say, coaching. Okay, it was the coaching. It was the coaching. Mm-hmm. So in a way... Having no recruits is probably better for Shane Flanagan because he can turn around and say, you know what? I did better than I Griffin. I did better than Griffin. Yep. I've got the best out of these players. Imagine what I could do when you give me some half-decent ones. And do you think he will improve them? I think he will, yeah. Mm. I, I think he will improve them as well. I'm not saying they'll make the eight, but yeah. I think they'll play a brand of football that will be entertaining to watch and I won't fall asleep halfway through the games. Wow, okay. It's, part, it's interesting with the recruiting with Flano too. I, remember, I know at Cronulla when he got some of the bigger names, guy, guy like Paul Gallen was really important. He uh, did a lot of the chatting behind the scenes. He would ring players. He would wrap them publicly. Yeah. He was doing a lot of that. He hasn't got – I don't know whether Ben Hunt is in the position to take up that kind of role. I don't think he is given the, the way his stance was did, at the club. Did Flano ever really sign – like I know he's got the reputation in the but game. Then, as being, where did Luke Lewis come from? Where did Mick Ennis come from? Where yeah, did, but a lot of these guys were like second chance or last chance guys like Benny Barber. No, a guy like Mick Ennis was brought to the club for a, a – He's, An absolute yeah, reason. Yeah, but no, no, but he, but but he also you got to remember they, they bought Michael Leisha. Remember the Bulldogs bought Michael Leisha, thinking yeah. he's the next best thing, and that's what happened. He was pretty pissed off about it, so he went to Cronulla. It's not the other way around. He didn't go to Cronulla and they bought Michael Leisha. And if you look at Benny Barber, Todd Carney, I even think Luke Lewis. There was an issue around I Penrith at the time. There yeah, was. There, there might have been. There yeah, was a yeah. lot of the guys he signed have been have left in a situation where they needed to find a new home. He didn't really land someone who was an out and out superstar and happy at their club. Jimmy Maloney, was he? Well, same thing. Matt Moylan, remember? Mm. Matt Moylan was what? Were they, oh, when they bought Jimmy Maloney. Mm. Where was Jimmy Maloney before that? Roosters. Roosters? Yeah. Was he? Was that Flanagan? Or yeah. Warriors. Which one? No, it was the I mean, Roosters. Was there was a reason Roosters. why they bought him. Mm. There was something happened to the Roosters. But, but there, there isn't many. A lot of them were looking for, for an opportunity. And Shane so Flanagan doing that. Are you, are you that. questioning his is, recruiting ability? No, I'm saying is the reputation isn't him being able to get anyone out of anywhere. It's getting the right guys when the opportunity presents itself and it hasn't presented itself yet. There haven't been a lot of guys that have come on the market looking for opportunities or a second chance. And I think over the next 12 months, what I'm saying is, give it time. He will get them. Oh, well, we'll find out in round one. Who they got? Are they playing round one? They're playing the, the Titans up there. Oh, Desi the Titans on Saturday. Oh, Des. The returning coaches. Welcome, Des. Uh, gents, that's all we have time for today. Happily. Brilliant. Brilliant. Thank you, mate. Thank you, pleasure. Channel. Thank you, Danny. Good luck at the dentist. Thank you. Make sure he's a strategist. (laughs) Have a good week, everyone. 